Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. I thought that um, I would uh, chat to mothers for a little bit, and then we're going to introduce you to three uh, mums this morning and chat to them, so we've got good time. And, uh, but I'd love to take 10 minutes first to maybe take a re- to frame it a little bit. Sometimes we do this at weddings. We talk to the couple who, are, uh, who have just got married, but the, the, the comments are fitting for everybody. So I want to talk to mums this morning. And um, I'm sure that everybody will find uh, it fitting for them. I want to read a couple of verses um, from Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41, reading um, verses 8 to 10. Verses 10 is on the screen. But let me read a couple of verses that are not on the screen just to give this one context, all right? Or it says, but you... Um, now, Isaiah is a prophet, so he's speaking the word of the Lord, um, uh, sorry, just to, Robbie, I see you there, and I heard Chris say about the shelving, and I saw you put a lot of sweat into that shelving as well, so thank you for that. Um, a little bit of context to this verse, verse uh, 10, verses 8 says this, But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abram, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its furthest regions, and said to you, You are my servant, I have chosen you and have not cast you away. And then he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And basically, the context of this, I I, I have one job today, really. One job. This is what I've been praying all week. And my job is to encourage mums, to encourage ladies and mums today especially, and mums-to-be. All the girls this morning, we want to say you're amazing, you're valued, and we love you a lot. And uh, as a guy, I'm saying this morning, I don't know what we'd do without you. So um, uh, our verse this morning is for every season of life, as we'll see in a moment. And the verse came from a time when God's people were being pressurized by um, surrounding invaders, and they were getting discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged in life. It's easy to get down. It's easy, um, especially as a mom, it's easy with all the stuff and, um, and, and, and all the washing and all the cleaning that never seems to stop um, and, and all of that. It's easy to get um, a little bit discouraged and depleted. And um, I love this little phrase, fear not, that's used quite often in the Bible. Jesus himself used it um, quite a few times. And basically, the, the prophet Isaiah is telling the people not to fear for five reasons. He said, number one, God's with you. Number one, I am your God. Number three, I will strengthen you. Number four, I will help you. And number five, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the word of the Lord. And this same God who, who will stand behind this promise made thousands of years ago, he will stand behind that to every mother in this room this morning. There are seasons of life that are tougher than others, we know that, and um, you may need this promise this morning just to keep you going, and you need to acknowledge God in your life. And if you've never accepted Jesus in your life, 
mom, dad, boy, girl, um, whoever you are in the room. If you've never accepted these truths into your life, then this would be a good morning to do that. On Mother's Day would be a good morning to accept Jesus into your life and accept these promises as yours this morning. But I'm going to talk to you. I've got a couple of props this morning, so I'm going to talk to you about a few seasons of life, all right? So um, I'm not going for a walk, don't worry. I will be back. Um, I want to talk to you about this season of life, all right? Um, This season of life is what I'm going to call this morning the hands-on season. Um, Every mom who has a kid this age knows that they don't ride this thing, they push it. Um, they just, I don't know why they put those paddles on them because kids never use them. They've, their feet might go round, but they don't, they don't push it. Actually, you can buy these things now with a handle on them, apparently. I've seen these in the park, and you can just, so. So this is all in. This is, this is lean in, all in season, all right? This is where um, you have to give it everything, all right? Everything. These kids literally don't do anything for themselves, and um, some of you who have teenagers now are thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> and uh, if you're in this season, it's been a longer season than normal because we've had a um, pandemic, we've had nurseries and schools and play schools closed. And um, truth is, if you've got a toddler in all-in season, it can be very wearying. And, um, and you've probably, by this stage, child-proofed your house. You don't even care how it looks anymore, so you don't plastic bumpers everywhere and plug sockets covered and stir gates and all of that and you have to do all that and to the mums in this season I want to say to you this morning stay encouraged God sees not too many books written about Billy Graham's mum or Moses's mum for that part we don't even know who Elijah's mum was um, but it took a mum to raise them and maybe this morning um as you try to figure out what's going on in your life at the minute amidst the mayhem of kids or toddlers, maybe um, it's important for me to say to you this morning, never underestimate the power of parenting. Never underestimate it. And so what I said to you this morning, basically the word of the Lord to all of you moms in this stage, the Lord would say to you, fear not, I am with you. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. Now, second season of life is a bit of a different season, really. Um, I'll go for a wee ride and not later. Um, This one is uh, what we call, um, I'll tell you what I call this. Worked hard at this. Um, The hold and let go season. This is a a very powerful season um, for, for moms. And for dads, it's a, it's a, and it's a season where moms and dads, I think, can get discouraged really quickly because it's a, um, this is where you have to run alongside. And it's where um, you've got to try and figure out when to hold on and when to let go. Because if you hold on too long, if you let go too quick, they'll fall and get hurt. And if you hold on too long... They, you'll delay their development. And um, you can see there's a big lesson in life for this. It's not just about riding a bike. And so there's something about this. If you miscalculate this one, <clears throat> I know loads of parents who have held on far too long 
I know loads of parents who have let go away too quick. And what I would say to you this morning is that we need to hold on to the promises of God and release our kids into the purposes of God. And so you need to know when to hold on to the seat and you need to know when to let go. They, at this stage of their life, think they don't think they need you as much as they do. All right, they think they're cool and they are pretty cool, but will they hit a few bumps? Of course they will. Of course they'll hit a few bumps. Will they fall off? They will but you'll be there to lift them up. And so the word of the Lord to all of you moms who are in this stage this morning is this, fear not. Fear not. If you're at that stage where you're running alongside, if you're at that sort of hold on, let go stage, then don't fear because God's with you, all right? He'll strengthen you, he'll hold you, and he'll lift you with his righteous right arm. Now, third season um, of life, oh, you're going to love this one. Warwick is now breaking into a sweat right now as I speak. Oh, yes, I love, I love this. I was going to jump off the stage on it, but um, what would I do, Warwick? Did I break it? All right, okay, there we go. Oh, isn't that cool? Drew's breaking into a sweat in the back there now. He's like, um, this is what I call the, um, this is what I call the, uh, the hands-off season. Like, um, you're not going to hold on to this baby going down the side of a mountain. So this is the hands-off season. This is the season of life that many of you parents maybe are at now where it's more um, silence and words. It's more prayers than presence. And, um, it's a very interesting stage, actually. It's a beautiful stage if you get it right. It's the consultant stage. It's the stage where um, if you're asked, you give advice. If you're not asked, you're better saying nothing. Um, you get to stand on the sideline and watch your kids do life for themselves. It's a beautiful thing. And it's a season where you've got to really trust God. It's a season where you've done what you've done. You've trained the child up in the way they should go. And my mom used to say, son, they're not old yet. They're not old. When they're old, they will not depart from it. And for all of you moms and dads in this season, I have a word from the Lord for you. Fear not. Fear not. And trust your kids into the hands of the Lord. When they are old, they will not depart from. God will be with you. He will strengthen you. He will uphold you and he will help you. Now, what do I do with this now, Warwick? Um, all right, I'll, I'll just go back a little bit. This is going to be fun, isn't it? Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. We'll let it sit there, will we? If I break this, it'll be... Right, okay. The final season that I want to talk about just before we bring the girls up, I, I, I wasn't going to do this one. We could do the jump off the stage now, couldn't we? Um, even got brakes in this. Bre look, what do you see? They've got brakes on it, and then you've got a parking brake. What about that? A Zimmer with a parking brake. Um, my mum called this her chariot. 
her chariot. She said, son, bring me my chariot. I wasn't actually going to talk about this one, but then what happened was uh, uh, Laura's granny had a fall this week. She was 92, and I asked Laura permission to talk about her mom this morning, and the, the word came down through life groups that we'd pray for this lady. At 92, she fell and broke her hip. And th- this is a strange season because I didn't really even know what to call it, but I call it the full circle season where life has a sort of a habit of going round again, hasn't it? It's a kind of a place where you um, harvest what you've actually sown. And for those of you who have mums in this place, and for those of you in this room, that this stage is the next one looming, I would say to you, um, Don't be afraid to accept help. Don't be afraid to accept help from your kids. You've helped them. You've blessed them. You've given in to them. Now it's their turn to give in to you. I uh, traveled this season with my mom and dad as Alan and my five brothers and a sister. I keep telling her she's my favorite sister. And um, she's beautiful. And we traveled this season, and I think we traveled it well. And I look back on it now that both our parents are in eternity. I look back on this season, and I'm glad we did it well. I'm glad that we served them and loved them because they need the love and the attention. And what I'd say to you moms that are at this stage or coming to this stage, don't be afraid to receive the help. Actually, the word of the Lord is this, fear not. Don't be afraid about getting old. Fear not, for God's with you. He'll strengthen you. He'll uphold you with his right hand. There's something beautiful about seasons of life. When we travel the seasons of life well, something beautiful really happens. Now, enough from me. We're going to invite our girls up. Um, I have three mums this morning, um, Laura and Kathleen and Danielle, and we're going to have a wee seat here, wherever you want to, is that all right? I'll give that to you, Danielle, and then Laura and Kathleen can share. Thank you so much for allowing me to talk you into this. There you go. Um, Okay, here we go. Um, No better people to talk to you about motherhood than mums. And I was trying to think, um, Dave and I were chatting about this, and I was trying to think about mums in different seasons, in different areas. And um, so we'll start with Danielle. All right, Danielle is a mom with a little bit of a difference because she's a foster mom and um, married to John. Um, there, he's smiling like a Cheshire cat over there. <laughs> and uh, so, look, I'm not stealing your thunder. You tell us a little bit about your journey, tell us about fostering, and tell us how this all came about. Okay, so yes, foster mom with a difference, definitely. Um, so, I have 
two girls in my house, uh, 13 and 8 as of this week. And they moved into my house in September 2020. I, it was so funny. I, went, I was thinking about this this week. I went to Chloe and Matthew Turner's wedding. John and I went on a Friday and it was great. We, you know, we were just husband and wife. It was brilliant. And then the next day I had a tornado hit my house when these two kids moved in. And um, on that wedding day, I never thought that my life would change the way it has. But um, it's quite funny every time Matthew and Chloe celebrate their wedding anniversary, I think of that day and how my life was so normal. And now that's a very, very different normal. Um, so yes, they moved in and they were originally to come for six weeks and through different circumstances, they are still here. And that's through choice <laughs> um, from John and I. Um, how, long, how long is that now, Daniel? So that's 18, well, just over a year and a half. So we celebrated our, we did our year with, with them last September. And it doesn't, it's so funny, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it also feels like it, they've always been there. It's so strange, but um, yeah, it's lots of fun. So it started as a very much a short-term thing, but very much extended into a long-term thing. So the girls are with us now until they're 18. That's amazing. Can, can you tell us? It's real good, isn't it? And there's a couple, couple of things that I'd love us to really sort of tease out. Can you tell us, can, is it okay to ask you what took you down that road or what yeah. made you go that way? So John and I went to Cambodia, like pre-COVID times in the, in the old normal, um, in November 2018. Or sorry, August 2018. And it just totally broke us. Um, for the good um, and we worked with a lot of children who were high risk of being um, sold into sex trafficking, sex slavery and we just looked at these children and they are God's children and oh. no, you're alright, you're okay so yeah it was just very special that, that actually answers my question yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah it was just an amazing time so so then we decided, okay, why do you have to become a mum through biological children? So we decided to proceed down the adoption route. Um, so we were approved in November 2019 to adopt from the Philippines. And then the world just crumbled in March 2020, as we all know. Um, it just fell apart for us basically and we were told you know we don't know what's going to happen you know the world became so big again because you know there was no travel and adoption and you know all of that sort of stuff sort of stopped and we thought okay there's need at home let's let's do this so we decided to we were going to foster in our weight anyway but we decided okay our weight's now going to be longer let's let's foster so we were approved to do respite and short-term care and John was the one who said to me, now, don't you be coming and telling me that you can't do this, uh, you know, whenever it comes to, you know, the end of a, a process with the child, you know, don't you be coming and telling me that this is, that, you know, this is long-term, you know, and he was, <laughs> he was the one who was saying to me, oh, you know, they're so special and they're just part of our family, so, like, let's just do this. So, um, yeah, that, it was, it was, that's basically how we came to it. And we thought, do you know what? They're here now. They're part of our family. They're so special to God. They're so special to us. 
we love them so much. Let's just let's just do this. And a word to you, if you were going to, if somebody was in the room considering fostering this morning, what would you say to them? Well, I'm not going to just say, oh, just do it, because I, I'm very much living it, so I know it's a massive, massive decision. And I'm over here, I turned 30 a couple of weeks ago, and I'm parenting a 13-year-old, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but I've realized that the more and more I talk to mums that none of us really know what we're doing, and we're just sort of trying to do our best. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's a really, really big decision, but you're in a really, really good place. This church, there's so many incredible people in this church who are very passionate about fostering and who do it. And, you know, they kind of are the unsung heroes. They're like in the background, but they are here and they're amazing. And you're in a good place to ask questions. Um, come and ask me. There's, I can point you in the direction of all sorts of different types of foster carers who are in this church. Um, there's grace to do it. So, um, yeah, just come and ask questions. And I know the system is very broken. It's understaffed, social services. You hear it all about it, but that's not a reason not to do something about it. So if you can create a safe place in your home to love kids, I would come and talk to people and ask questions. Brilliant, Danielle. Thank you. Give her a round of applause. That's so good. We'll maybe swing round again for a final thought or something if we have time, we'll see. But Laura, um, uh, Laura, I've known all these ladies a long, long time, but Laura is um, the wife of our pastor Dave, as most of you will know, that's just a big job on its own. Um, <laughs> uh, she, she is a mom to Rose and Josiah, but she's also the CEO of Lynx, um, our Lynx Counseling Service, which now has nine centres and around 70 counsellors, um, works in all the post, well, most of the post-primary schools in the ABC Council. So it's a mammoth, I'm, I'm nearly out of breath saying that. Um, so can, so I, I thought it would be great to, because so many of our mums work, and I thought it would be great to talk to somebody who has an exceptionally high workload and talk about how you manage that. Can you tell us a wee bit about mm-hmm. how that how that happens? Yeah, yeah. We'll ask Dave. Then we'll ask Dave. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. Um, yeah, it, there's no secret formula, but um, I guess it's, you know, similar to what Danielle's saying, it's when God gives you a vision for something, he gives you the grace to do it. And I feel like this is just the call upon me in this season and it has been and I, I can see through my early years just uh, how God has been preparing me and giving me snippets of, of a vision and fine-tuning where my passions and my heart lies and he's just been soaking that and then hitting my 30s it's just like right go do it multiply like the call upon all of us is to go forth and multiply and um, but that's in a different calling we all have our own callings and so it's about understanding where the grace of God is on you for this season and um, like um, our mutual friend Andrea Wigglesworth talks about this she talks about um, how there's different seasons in life and there's a, a passage in John uh, John 9, where they, the disciples are with Jesus, and there's a blind man, and the disciples get caught up in this sense of, uh, Rabbi, tell us, is it is it his sin or his father's sin? Why is he blind? And, and Andrew uses this quote, you know, 
the, the disciples had this paralysis of analysis. They were too busy trying to figure it out. But Jesus turns to them and says, we must do the work of the Father while it's still day. And you kind of get this sense of urgency. You know, Jesus only had like three years of his ministry. He's like, come on, let's not get paralyzed and analyzing it. Let's just do the work of the Father while it's still day. And she, she talks about, you know, how you, if you think about a day being morning, afternoon, evening, just kind of what you're talking about with the different seasons. You know, in the mornings, kind of like your, your early years to 20 or to 30, even, you know, it's God is fine-tuning your identity. He's calling stuff out of you and he's letting you make mistakes along the way so you learn. And then sort of the 30s to 60s is the afternoon. If this is it. Go do, go forth and multiply. My grace is upon you to do what I've called you to do. And then the 60s to 90s, she talks about being the evening. And this is the time where you give back. You, you encourage the people coming along after you. You sow into their lives uh, because you need to share your wisdom. And I feel like in this season of my life, I'm a mother, but I'm a better mother because I work. <laughs> I honestly think my kids get the best of me because I'm doing what I feel is the call of God upon my life. Um, so it feels easy to me. Uh, it's huge. Everyone always asks me, how do you do it? And I'm like, I honestly don't feel like I strive at all. I feel like I let go of what I can't control. And I do the things that God has made me responsible for. Mm. You know, And it feels easy. It doesn't feel ill-fitting. See the way you're... Uh, uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, uh, have you any little strategies? But maybe I've already mentioned a few there where, you know, you feel like you're in your sweet spot. You feel like you're in the in the calling of God in your life. But is there any other, like, like how, how do you, uh, have you any issues switching from one to the other? From um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you switch your head off when you go home? Or can you? Or how do you do that? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it comes with practice. I think of uh, ending it's all about rhythms. It's ending your day. Um, it's been very hard for people working from home over lockdown, mm. where there's been no end to a day, and then family life gets all convoluted with that. It's a sense of how do I put good boundaries and margins in my life? So when I leave the office, that's my prayer is, God, I can't take any control of this, so I leave it over into your hands, and I'll pick it up again tomorrow it's about letting it go um i bookend my week so starting mm. monday with prayer finish on friday with prayer with our team um and i sabbath from friday to saturday evening and that's family time that is it has to be non-negotiable <laughs> um but listen things are busy and seasons are busy but um again you have to have good rhythms so that God can get your best and so that my family get my best. And uh, I can't say I've got it perfect, but I do have wee strategies that help me do that, like beginning and endings. And That's very good. Yeah. That's very good. Um, I think one of the big things that you, you pick up from Laura is that she's very passionate about what she does. You know, is, is that something you would say to working mums, make sure you're doing what you're really passionate about? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. And as, as I said, my kids get the best of me because I'm doing what I love. I can't think that if I was in a, a job that sucked the life out of me, just what the repercussions would be in my family life. And I know I'm saying this out of a place of privilege too, because 
we don't all get to choose no. the jobs that we love. And so um, it's about being faithful in the everyday and allowing God to come into your circumstance every day to give you the grace mm. for the everyday. But um, I, I feel like if, if you are heavy, if you're carrying a heavy job load and it feels like you're striving, I feel like your kids are going to get that, your family's going to get that. Mm, and, and again, what is God calling you to? Because every single one of us have a call upon our lives. And whether we know what that is yet or not, is, it's up to the journey between you and, and the Father. But when you are walking in the call upon your life and you're graced in this season for it, then I do believe that you, you give your best and you get your best yeah. and your kids get your best and your family gets your best and your friends. Um, you become be. the better version of you because that's the call and the grace upon you. Now, the grace might shift. Like, at, at 10 years' time, I could send God would say, you don't have the grace for this anymore. In 10 years when you turn 40, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 15, 20, who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Okay. Um, Kathleen, thanks, Laura. Give Laura a wee round of applause, please. Um, <laughs> Ka Kathleen... Um, I know you don't look any older than these two girls, but you are a little older, <laughs> um, older. and with years comes wisdom, and well, certainly comes <laughs> certainly comes experience and um, comes wisdom. You are a you had a career, a long career, yeah. and you're retired, um, but you now have the wonderful experience of being a granny, um, or grandmother, whatever, maybe or nanny. I'm not sure. People like different um, titles, but. Um, can you give us a wee bit of wisdom from your experience speaking to mums this morning? Yeah, it's just great to hear what the girls have said already. And I suppose um, the thing that I have learned uh, um, on my journey through life is that God wastes nothing. Mm. And mm. I was a school teacher for many years and John ran a business. But then somewhere in all of this, we got really passionate about mission and mission here in Ireland. And we ended up in Sligo with a youth center where suddenly God merged all John's giftings of listen, being able to turn his hand to anything. And then we had all these children arrive. And of course, then, you know, the old teacher would kick in and organize the, the fun activities for the kids. And in all of that journey, we had three children. And I remember when we had first started to work with the mission organization and we were at, actually went to a conference in Sligo and um, we had the worst drive down. It was pea soup fog with three kids in the back of the car. <laughs> it was just awful. We ended up in the worst bed and breakfast. It doesn't exist anymore in Sligo, <laughs> but it was terrible. And I remember we went there and I said to John on the way down, well, the Lord definitely must have something for us, you know, because it was such a struggle to get mm. there. And when we went to this, it was Paul and Priscilla Reid were speaking at the um, uh, conference. And as Priscilla does, she just picks you out of the crowd and she brought us up to the front and she started to unfold to us what we were doing, but we didn't realize it. And mm, she talked about lovely. us being like, a set of scales because at that stage we were going to Africa a lot and we were taking from this sort of like almost like the monetary things from here you know so we could bless the people there but we were bringing back the spiritual riches from from Africa 
And as she unfolded this, I know I'm standing there going, oh, Lord, this is wonderful, this is wonderful. Then she just takes my hands and she says, and God has gifted you with the children that are fitted to your ministry. And when she said that, like, I mean, this is how I was. It was just, whoa, that's just unbelievable. But actually, that was a truth that I held on to because, can I just tell you, um, our kids learned a lot in Sligo because we would we had to drive to Sligo sometimes on a Friday afternoon after they'd been at school on week. And people used to say, I'm sure they hate that. But actually, that was our time to download and talk about the things that we'd done all mm, week. Lovely. And we had time to listen. But then when we got to Sligo, I mean, it was all hands on deck. You know, John could have been cutting the grass. I was away to get the groceries. The children were all told, now that's your job, your job, your job. And we taught them to work. And I sometimes feel in today's society where, you know, we want to give them opportunities to do this and do that. But actually, we need to also teach our children the value of actually a good day's work. Mm -hmm. And when they're finished, that they look at what they've done and they go, that's a good day's work. Now, I know there were many days. I have two children here this morning, (laughs) possibly one online who are saying, Mom, do you not remember what that was like? And there were days we were exhausted. I mean, and then when we have done all of that, then the children that were coming to camp would arrive and we would then run the activities. And like, I mean, you know, they were running activities from they were (laughs) long before they were 20. You know, they were taking responsibility for people. So you learn that God wastes nothing in his amazing way of just knitting together all the things. And so to all the mums and the dads who are here, I just want you to know that God has equipped you He has given you the children that are fitted to be in your family Mm. and that he will lead and guide you when you focus on him. And that's the the main thing that you can do is keep your eyes on Jesus and then allow him to teach you how to parent your children, whether they're fostered, adopted, your own. God will teach you and lead you. Can I, just, it was funny you were saying there about Sligo, because the last time I was in Sligo, you were up a ladder cutting a hedge, <laughs> um, actually. And um, so, you know, the whole work ethic and knowing John for yes, a lifetime, yes. um, you, were, you, you always weren't afraid of hard work. Tell us about, tell us about being a grandmother. Tell us about how you feel oh, about Oh, yes, I have, I have just... Um, the most amazing armfuls of hugs. Mm. It is wonderful, you know. Rowan's at the back this morning and uh, he's just a delight, you know. He's just one of those babies that smiles Mm. and coos and just is delightful. And then Phoebe, who's seven, is uh, now at the stage where I go to collect her after school a couple of days a week. And as she comes skipping out to me, she'll go, (laughs) the question is, what are we going to do today, (laughs) (laughs) And I suppose... um, Having spent my career working with, you know, children in primary school, you know, I do have a, I do have my own bent towards liking to do those things. So, yeah. so like being in playgrounds, you know, getting out the craft box, sticking lots of stuff, you know, you know, doing things that like adventures in the woods, you know, these are all things that like are like are part of me. So therefore with Phoebe, it's just been great because now I've got a buddy to do it with. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And um, any any words of advice to grandparents? Anything you would say to grannies and grandas here this morning? What would you oh, say to them? Well, yes. I actually, I, when Phil sent through the, um, the 
questions, and he um, he had uh, suggested that. Um, and I, I thought, you know, what, what can I give you uh, that would make your journey and your idea of what your responsibility is um, better or easier? But then I thought, actually, you know, the Lord has it all sewn up because in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 4 and verse 9 it says, and this is for us, us grandparents, but watch out, be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live and be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Wow, so it's for us to live out our true um, faith in God and to then actually pass that on, not only to our own children, but to our children's children. And that is such a blessing. Wow, that's so good. Here, give these guys a round of applause. Any, 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 we'll, 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 we'll just finish. We'll not do a song. I'll maybe get you to pray over us, but any final words, any words of, final words of wisdom that you want to say to moms or anybody this morning, any from the three of you? Um, I would just say that family is really, really important to God. And um, I have, uh, in my hall, I have um, a, a little frame with um, Colossians 3 verse 12 in it. And it says, you're chosen, holy and dearly loved. And I just think that for God, it's really, really important that we find family and we find a place where we are able to live out that promise that God has given us and adoption and the fostering is the God story. We're adopted into God's family That's and good. it's, we, we're all adopted. So that's why family is really important to God. It doesn't have to be made by blood. It can be made through lots of different ways. Brilliant. Laura, pray for us. It, 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 it just, I think the whole value, we wanted to make this special for moms today but special for family. And so it's just, there's no better way than to hear from, from the people that are doing the job and day in and day, day out. And so we just love that. So just, again, can we just all celebrate mums and femininity this morning? Let's give our girls a big round of applause. Come on. Come on, better than that. Yeah. Laura, pray for us. Yes, Father, thank you that you set the example of what kingdom life looks like in families. And God, we are so aware that people have lots of different ideas of what a family is. And Father God, we just look to you as our parent, as our example, as someone who's called us uh, in time and in place to show your heart, to show the Father's heart of love. And so, Father God, I just pray for the whole congregation that our spiritual mothers will rise up that they will uh, parent the next generation, whether they call themselves mother or not in the natural. We just ask for the spiritual mothering of our family to increase. Father God, we ask for an anointing upon the different seasons of life that we find ourselves in, that we would be a community and a people that will love well and will display the works of the Father for all to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.